HD Smartcast. You are listening to a Radio One production brought to you by HD Smartcast. This is Minding My Business, the CEO story with Ramesh Menon and Rishi K. Hello, the festive season and what gets the wheels of consumption going. And the Lord knows we need that after the bleak pandemic year and some that we've had. So let's keep our festive spirits high. Welcome to episode four of Minding My Business, the CEO story. It comes to you on 94.3 Radio 1 on FM radio and in podcast form on HD Smartcast and leading streaming services. This is a Radio 1 production. I'm Radio 1 podcast host Rishi K. And let me welcome my co-host, a man whose fan following has been increasing with every episode. Ramesh Menon, CEO, HD Media Limited. Ramesh, how are you? You're on a nice roll after our last episode with Prabhjit Singh from Uber. You did superb. <laughs> Hi, Hirshi. Uh, I'm well. I don't know what the fan following, but you're right about one thing. Uh, the festive spirit. Right? In India, one festival barely gets over and you know, you're know you already into the next one. And I guess that's what uh, keeps the economy turning. And uh, today, uh, it's our absolute honor and privilege to bring on a man who's etched his name firmly in the history of great business leaders in this country. I'm really excited to have him on. Uh, I have uh, dealt with him earlier when I started my career in the edible oils business. And I'm so privileged to uh, be talking to him today. It's always not six degrees of separation, but one degree separation with Harsh Mariwala. <laughs> Ramesh, you've said it. What an icon. Let's go right ahead and welcome him. This gentleman is a visionary entrepreneur. He's chairman of Marico, Fortune India 500 company. He was recently bestowed with the EY Entrepreneur of the Year 2020 Award, the world's most prestigious award for entrepreneurs, which I think is fabulous. Yes, and, and what I also love about him is that he has transformed a traditional commodities-driven business into a leading consumer products and services company. I still remember 30 years ago, you know, on the other side as a competitor in ITC, you know, the way he transformed business with brands like Safola and Suikar. Harsh, we really, really appreciate uh, you being on the show. Welcome the legendary Harsh Mariwala. How are you doing? I hope the family and you are safe and healthy. Yes, yes. More than healthy. I'm absolutely in pink of my health. You can see the shirt where I'm wearing. It's all, all glowing. I'm in perfect health. I'm keeping very fit, exercising a lot and on top of everything. Lovely. Hi, Arsh. Yeah, we really, really appreciate you joining us on the show. I want to start with, uh, you know, what's been the toughest brand to build, toughest business that you manage in your fabulously diverse, you know, career as an entrepreneur? Shruti, just thank you very much, Ramesh. Thank you for calling me for this interaction. It's my pleasure to meet you. And uh, your question is, is it the brand or is it the toughest uh, moments in my journey? Because I think I'll have a little bit more easier answers when it comes to toughest moments in my journey on brands of course i would uh, i have a few things to say but uh, if you can permit me i would uh, talk about the toughest moment in my own journey you know so you know as you know it was a traditionally family managed organization and you know i was a part of a, a larger organization with diverse businesses with many family members at one stage it was my father three of his brothers and four of my cousins nine people in the same company and can you imagine nine family members as a part of one organization and the chaos it can create because of the fact that there is dual reporting relationships everybody's on each other's toes and to get out of that uh, you know which was inhibiting me in terms of uh, growing the consumer product business was a big big challenge I could have fought with the family, but uh, many times we've seen it in many business organizations or many family-managed business organizations. 
where they just keep on fighting and the business goes on the the fights still continue i didn't want that to happen so i decided to take a consensus based approach which can be a lot of it can take a lot of time and effort and it took 2 to 3 years for me to to make that happen but looking back that has been the most important decision in my life because that gave me a lot of freedom in terms of opportunities to do uh, things my way and also to build a focused business around consumer products and that's how Marico was born in the year 1990 so looking back that has been the most important decision in my life as far as the business was concerned and uh, i think just freed me up and i i could do what i wanted to do all and build the whole company you know on my own dreams you know i'm very excited that you've decided to pen your entrepreneurial journey the book harsh realities the making of marico is out everybody who's listening watching please go and get uh, your copy online or on ground would it be fair to say uh, harsh sir that it's your official biography just a little bit about the book and i'm i'm happy that nuggets like what you just gave out are there in the book Yes uh, the book actually is you can almost call it an official biography an autobiography it's uh, it's penned it took a little longer than what i had expected i when i stepped down as the managing director i had some time on my hands and then uh, i am not an author so i went through my own learning curve in terms of how to write a book and in that process i roped in professor ramcharan uh, who is an acclaimed author he is a management guru he is a thought leader he has written something like 30 books uh, uh, selling more than 4 million copies piece and he's a renowned name internationally so when i he readily agreed to co-author with me i was like on cloud 9 i said wow this is fantastic with him as my co-author it will really uh, the book will really stand out and uh, the way the book has been written is uh, is my story in each chapter uh, which is written in a very uh, easy to read format and uh, then uh, at the end of each chapter he gives his insights uh, of his, how he views my journey so it's a combination of uh, very light reading but at the same time getting converted to some take home value which he adds at the end of each chapter i also give my viewpoint at the end of each chapter and i must say that the feedback i've got from the readers whether it uh, their students or whether they are entrepreneurs or professionals or even housewives is amazing each one has said that there is something of the book which i can take home in terms of take home value and i think that's what is really making me very excited about the book the fact that uh, i am giving something back to the society i don't view the book from any other angle but i am all my learnings if they can be relevant to any other individuals i would at least it would i would feel very proud about it i'd feel that okay my life has been worth living so I, the whole objective is to actually impart my learnings and there have been diverse learnings whether it's running a business or or career recruiting talent or even in the in the area of board management uh, also giving something back to the society so there are learnings for depending on who you are and what your background there are i can one thing i can assure you is that there are i i'm ready to take any bet with anybody that you will get some take home value out of and that's what is most heartening uh, in the pandemic uh, i sat down with my wife and you know the book i was not too happy with the way it was written and she was able to add a lot of value through um, because she knows me well and then you know she added the emotional side in the book she made me dig deeper and you know come out with some anecdotes and make it far more lighter to read so all in all it's, uh, it's i'm very happy with the way the book has turned out even the cover of the book was something which is which i'm very very happy with because we went to a not to a publisher normally one goes to a publisher to design a cover 
but we went to a lady who just specializes in book covers and she read the book she spent some time with me and arrived at this cover cover option based on a lot of insighting and in-depth thing and i think that's come out well even the name of the book harsh realities is is coined by an essent member essent is an organization which i am supporting is helping entrepreneurs scale up and grow and we have something like 750 800 entrepreneurs associated with with essent and i one of the members suggested this name and i'm very happy the way the name has turned out to be it's upon on my name harsh it's harsh realities and the book also has some harsh realities so all in all they say that you should not judge the book by its cover but i am saying mm-hmm. on the contrary you should judge this book by its cover it's a package deal including the name the cover cover of the book and what is included inside of it that's fabulous actually uh, i'm sure it has something in it for everyone uh, you said from housewives to you know professionals to anybody who's doing anything uh, there's something in it for it i i'm also fascinated by what you just mentioned which is the ascent foundation right a peer supported learning group for entrepreneurs that you started a few years ago yes 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 tell us more about it uh, why is peer learning more necessary and especially in this post pandemic uh, entrepreneurial ecosystem why would you think learning is so it's a very good question before i answer your question specifically in terms of peer learning let me just say why i started essent it's my way of giving something back to the society i i don't like to give a donation to anybody but i like to give my time and what is known as active giving i also support it financially in terms of all the overhead costs so i strongly believe that entrepreneurs have a big big role to play in driving india's growth journey and there is a limit to which you can expect politicians to drive india's economic growth ultimately the owners has to lie with entrepreneurs and what i have tried to do is is actually galvanize entrepreneurs who have a growth ambition uh, who want to learn from each other and uh, every person goes through a learning curve every person has a blind spot so what we tend to do in essence is to put uh, entrepreneurs uh, in a trust group or we call in a uh, about 8 10 entrepreneurs in trust group which don't compete with each other in terms of businesses and then they reflect on their own growth journey their business plans and uh, i think learn from each other because as i said you know every person has blind spots so if i have an issue on hand which is discussed in my trust group i may uh, realize a certain blind spot i may have because it is thrown open to other trust members and then separately to answer your question in the pandemic you know i think all of us went through di- differing degrees of stress and anxiety Uh, some of them went through much higher degrees of stress and anxiety depending on the kind of business they were in so at that time when you just talk to other individuals in the trust group that itself is a big i mean way to deal with stress and it actually nullifies the stress to some extent and also how each individual has dealt with stress is something very very important so i also support another initiative which we call mariwala health initiative which is helping uh, in the area of mental health so we combined the mariwala health initiative and the essent uh, initiative and you know did a study on the issue of mental health and what is uh, what is impacting entrepreneurs in the area of mental health and then that was published uh, to all our essent members and also we published it and whoever wants to read it they can read that report but it's very value adding because it's one is to proactively deal with mental health we we as a country or as a as a globally we pay a huge price for uh, in the area of mental health in terms of impact on productivity depressions and worst case situations in terms of suicides but uh, if we proactively deal with it we deal with mental health as seriously as we deal with physical health then the impact of this will be much much lesser because a lot of this can be managed and uh, it is proactively managed by talking to individuals by and depending again on the individual one can listen to music or exercise or meditate or do yoga 
and there are ways and ways of handling mental stress and if you neglect it then it will just build up over a period of time and lead to serious ailments you know i'm going to take a page out of ramesh's book and ask a very particular question get down to the micro bit as opposed to the macro you did talk about what was the most challenging part in your career but i'm going to ask you about the toughest brand to build the business to manage i mean there are so many products uh, so there's parachute safola medicare revive sweet uh, setwed live on i can go on and on which one was the most challenging for you to make a success out of so i will not take the brand from merico but i'll take kaya which is a skincare business hmm. it's very tough that business is extremely tough because it's a combination of three different businesses is hospitality healthcare and retail so when you combine these three and then each clinic has doctors and again doctors demand a different way of uh, of treating them they have uh, many of them have egos so how do you combine all that and you know arrive at a business model this has been a much much tougher than what i had expected uh, we also went through a learning curve because we didn't have an experience in managing healthcare and retail and direct to consumer so if you ask me that's as a brand that has been far more tougher than any other merico brand like parachute or safola or any other brand revive or whatever other brand you mentioned harsh everybody knows uh, you mentioned the success of kaya uh, and everybody knows about your remarkable successes but uh, you know but most uh, successful uh, captains of the industry know that uh, failure teaches you some valuable lessons like right? you've obviously had some setbacks as well uh, failures as well the title of your book is harsh realities so uh, what would be those that taught you a lot or you know which i think no opinion uh, about things that uh, other people should know so a very valid question and a very important question i have dealt with my failures in detail in the book and there have been multiple failures but if i had to segment them initial set of failures were around a certain set of competencies which we lacked or we didn't invest in and that forced us to invest in those competencies and i'm talking specifically competencies in like product development legal competencies and uh, regulatory issues so that we improved upon once we went through that setbacks but later on the setbacks were in terms of product portfolio choice where do we have a right to win in certain areas which we had launched uh, with a very weak proposition or a me too kind of product and we had to withdraw that and that led me to think that okay we need to uh, if we have to succeed in the marketplace we need to have a differentiator something either unique or innovative or something which is pioneering we are doing it for the first time so that was my second set of failures the third set of failures was to do with the business model itself wherein we thought that we will acquire an indian uh, ayurvedic based uh, company in us uh, but catering to the spa industry very good products uh, very good brands the brand name was sundari uh, but because it was catering to spa industry it had limited interaction again a b2b business and that again led me to we we sold that business and that led me to go back to the fmcg uh, roots in terms of expanding to other international markets uh, where uh, we could acquire some brands so plus many other failures are there in the book but i think these are the broad markets of failures but all, i always say it's is okay to fail you know and that's the mantra within the company because if you are not willing to fail or if you are if you have a fear of failure then you will stop experimenting you will stop taking risks and then uh, without risk you will not succeed so it's very important to take risks it's okay to fail and there is a saying that sometimes you win and sometimes you lose but i say sometimes you win and but you always learn so failures are learning and if i look at my own journey and just to add one more failure which we had in the area of 
product. You know, about seven, eight years back, we identified baked snacks as a way to grow. And Safola baked snacks were launched only in the city of Bombay. Because it was under the brand name Safola, we said that it has to be very healthy. And we prioritized health over taste. But to a consumer of snacks, which is an impulsive product, taste is the most important thing. And health comes second. So that product had to be withdrawn because it was very healthy, but it was not as tasty. So when we launched our Safola Masala Oats, we went overboard on taste. We profiled the taste of each and every state and developed Masala Oats depending on the taste profile. For example, in Andhra, some people like more spicy food. Those Andhra Masala Oats would have a little bit more spice in there. In their formulation and similarly depending on the state like we had a pongal oats for for tamil nadu so we went overboard on 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 the taste and that has resulted in a huge success of safala masala oats we have an 80 percent market share we have created a market worth roughly in the range of about 250 crores in the last four years and it's growing so if we had not gone through that uh, learning through that failure you would not have treated taste with that seriousness as we have treated in masala world. So there is always a learning and I've always seen that that learning has really helped us in our future journey. You know, those are actually, Ramesh, two of my favorite parts of his life journey. One is where he talks about the learnings to create oats and the other is when he says, Sundari had no right to win. <laughs> what he basically means is that the Ayurveda therapy business in the US, which he had acquired, which went wrong, which taught him so much, is Sundari. So Sundari had no right to win. So that's quite, quite interesting. Speaking of which, I've had the good fortune of being a speaker at one of the Ascent Foundation conclaves. Harsh and his uh, team was very kind enough to invite me to speak. And I, I believe the sixth edition of the conclave is about to kick off. Tell us about the theme and its relevance in the current market scenario, please. So, this year, uh, I think it's a shorter conclave. Normally, we hold a physical conclave, which is a full-day event. And this year, we said that people are tired of... Now, last year, we had a conclave over, I think, four days, where we every day we had about three hours. But this time, we said, let's have one-day conclave. And uh, we have uh, very good speakers. I am also speaking with uh, with the promoter, founder of uh, Swiggy's. His name also is similar to mine, Harsha. Uh, and we are. I'm going to speak on delivering ambition through generations. So basically, this year's conclave is is centering around disruptions and the digital journey. And we have Rishad Premji of uh, Wipro and many other speakers currently some of them in the pipeline I want to speak at this conclave and all I can say is that uh, the conclave has had very good feedback in terms of its ratings because we select very good speakers and you know we also we run through them in terms of what they're going to speak so and we take it very very seriously and I think for those who are not even members of Ascent they can attend this conclave you have to register for the Ascent members it's, it's free but for non-Ascent members it could uh, you could register and understand what Ascent is more about but Ascent is something which I would want uh, more and more entrepreneurs to, to apply for because it's something which I'm giving something back and, you know, I, I get very good feedback. We, have, we do also what is known as the NPS course, Net Promoters course. And uh, for the year 2021, we have a Net Promoters score of 70, which is, which is very good score. Uh, it's increased from a uh, level of 58 and uh, 19 to 65 to 70 and the journey continues. Uh, all I can say is that uh, if you are running a business, if you are an entrepreneur, if you satisfy certain conditions of being a member in uh, Nascent, you should apply for it, uh, the membership uh, by just visiting our website www.ascentfoundation.in. And you know, I, all I can assure you is, if you are chosen, you will get a very good uh, take-home value. Uh, being a member of Asset. That's great. So that's for all you entrepreneurs out there, aspiring entrepreneurs out there. Uh, visit the website of Asset Foundation and uh, 
check whether you can become a member or not harsh the other other uh, thing that i'd like to know from you is innovation i've noticed that you know and you mentioned it as well in all of the stuff that you said earlier uh, that innovation has always been the cornerstone of everything you do you've you've tried so many new things you've failed so many times and you've done some really path breaking uh, new things you brought path breaking new products to the market and it's wonderful that you're serving as a catalyst sort of to fuel innovation in india a uh, local company doing that a uh, great thing and and you're setting an example for everybody else tell us about your marico innovation foundation you've sort of run it for a long time now please tell us about that so mif as a general marico innovation foundation was founded by marico it's a part of marico it's a separate uh, company which is a part of marico which is run separately by an independent governing council we had dr mashilkar as heading the marico innovation foundation for many many years and now we just stepped down we have amit chandra who is now take over as the as chairing is an independent body which the objective of that is to fuel innovation in india we have done multiple we have taken multiple initiatives to drive innovation whether it's uh, it's a study on innovative companies or whether it is innovative awards or we also run a program which is for accelerating innovations amongst innovative organizations where we we have a panel of uh, individual mentors who help these companies so a whole host of initiatives and just one new initiative we are embarking now is is to actually look at plastics and how can we do to to reduce the environment uh, negative impact of uh, plastics on the environment and this study is being uh, just started uh, whether you can reuse the plastics or substitute the plastics or uh, reduce the plastic usage you know so uh, this is something which is done we'll come out with a report in the next few months but i'm very excited because we see a lot of opportunities of uh, to improve in this area uh and this is an international study which will identify the best practices not only in in india but uh, in outside the country also so that will become a benchmark for from improving our journey and the next stage once we come out of the report will be actually how can we influence others other companies other municipalities to uh, to improve in this area so that the landfill issues are reduced dramatically you know you've also taken some very serious risks and pulled them off in your time harsh you were the first to set up a factory in kerala despite the state's reputation for labor unrest you went into bangladesh and set up a business from scratch in a politically volatile climate and then emerged as the largest indian company in that country what prompted those audacious moves and i call them audacious because at the time it was pretty audacious people must have just advised you all the time saying don't do this <laughs> so you're right at one level there should be some uh, higher shall i say readiness to take risks uh, and remove the fear of failure but at the same time it should be backed up by some strong kind of rational in case of kerala which uh, i was dissuaded by my family my friends to to start a factory the rational was very strong which was given by my team my hr team and my operations team and they said that you know we will take this 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 take care and the insights were uh, were implemented so it was done out of a lot of deliberation not just blind risk taking uh and similarly in bangladesh we said it's a difficult country to 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 get into let's prototype that let's start in small and we'll take all the care so in both cases there have been a lot of deliberations but at the fundamental is okay you need to take risk you need to have a approach which is different approach uh, you can't be impulsive but you have to you should be able to say that if i did this way i should be able to succeed 
I think that com- combination of risk taking and a deliberative approach really helps. So, uh, Rishi, to spoke about audacious risk. I mean, you've you've taken audacious risks and bets on uh, categories and brands as well. You bet, for example, on hair oil when everyone around you advised against investing yes. in or acquiring brands in this category. You did the opposite, yes. and uh, invariably it paid rich dividends. So, what makes you go against the tide? Or, or you know, is it <laughs> that you uh, go with, or is it gut instinct, or what makes you so successful? No, no, it's not gut instinct. It's not gut instinct. It's basically questioning. fundamentally questioning what can i do different so it's not gut instinct at all i am not a gut person but uh, it's more to do with can i make a difference to others lives can i do something pioneering and i also get excited by doing something which is different not for the sake of doing it but doing it different and, and succeeding in that differential kind of a uh, decision you know so many of my products also you pioneered concept like sephora was pioneer revive was pioneer kaas engineering was pioneer even lately you know last two years back before the pandemic i started aqua centric which we uh, she knows about it uh, he had been there but again a pioneering initiative i like pioneering things you know and that's where i get a lot of my energy excitement uh, because i'm able to do something differently offering something differently which makes sense and which creates value Wonderful. Now we've we've covered a lot of ground. We've talked the book. We've talked the Ascent Foundation, Mariwala Health Initiative, Innovation Foundation, all this stuff. Let's wrap with a few lifestyle questions. Okay. Now, what kind of music do you listen to? What's on your playlist? And uh, apart from the music, any music concert that you went to during your student days or more recently before the pandemic, obviously that yes, you really uh, enjoyed. So my main interest in music, you will be a little surprised to know, is Indian classical vocal music. Okay. and i listen to that every night i went to a music festival about 3 uh, weeks back to ananda and it was superb it was organized by prasun joshi his wife and a few others and it had uh, because it was a small gathering about 70 people we were interacting with all the musicians uh, they were there for all 3 days so we used to have lunches with them like shujaat khan was there on sitar parvin sultana then jaydeep mavandi was there and then there was karnataka music uh, aruna shriram So it was superb. It was magic, and I love this music. I also listen to. I, I'm not averse to listen to Hindi film music, but my passion is actually Indian classical, more so vocal Indian classical music. Incredible. So, what about uh, business leaders? You've inspired so many business leaders, uh, so many people in the country. Who is the business leader you yourself have admired, and why? So it has to be an innovator. You know, Ramesh. It has to be because innovation is my passion. So somebody like Steve Jobs is is truly an outstanding innovator. What he has created is something. mind-boggling and i definitely think uh, and then on the other side if you ask me to name an indian entrepreneur who has really played a very big big important role in, in making a difference is uh, is azim premji you know the kind of not only the wealth he has created but how he's given back something to the society is truly commendable a sport you follow and your favorite player in that sport <laughs> sport i follow i play golf I play golf without fail on Saturday and Sunday, so that's the sport I I like as of now. Do you go to Chembur or Willingdon? Where do you go? I I both. On Saturday I go to Willingdon, Sunday I go to Chembur. So Lovely, both. great, great. But Chembur is better. It's little more traffic on Saturday, so I go to Willingdon. I have a different uh, four ball on Willingdon on Saturday, Sunday, Chembur, but that's fixed. And I will not go if you call me for lunch. Anybody calls me for lunch on a Sunday afternoon, I will just refuse. I sorry. This is something which is. <laughs> My golf time, you know, I will not accept that for <laughs> the lunch. But uh, I enjoy playing golf. So t- Jack Nicklaus, Tiger Woods, who is yeah, yeah, a great Tiger, golfer? Tiger Woods will definitely be <laughs> there in my top list. Not his personal life, his professional life. <laughs> <laughs> 
what a what a book uh, that has made uh, i don't know they get time to read books now uh, with all the yeah, yeah i came on the book a month i just finished reading yesterday a book written by this founder of netflix uh, just finished reading it read hastings mm. yes correct lovely your favorite vacation spot and why do you love going there you just said ananda you are up in the himalayas do you like mountains first or mountains first, first time i went to see to uh, ananda it was there on my bucket list when this music thing came up i said wow let's go my favorite hill station i love hills and i love hills where there's a golf course <laughs> so my favorite place uh, is kunur which is in south india next to uti it's amazing it's the best weather around the year it is green around the year uh, i just love it there's a golf course there also and there are many of my friends and houses there so normally i tend to bump into them so it's to me that's my favorite hill station favorite and, and the club which is adjoining the course is you know old and colonial which is so beautiful you know that colonial yeah. uh, golf club yes yeah jimkhana yeah correct yeah. lovely Harsh, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for being on Minding My Business, the CEO story, and being so transparent with us. In fact, anyone who knows you will tell you that Harsh Mariwala, transparency is his biggest virtue, and you've built businesses based on that quality. Thank you, thank you so much. Great interacting with both of you, uh, Ramesh. Thanks a lot for for inviting me to this, and Rishi, of course. Great talking to you. Thank you, thank you very much, Harsh, and you've been an inspiration uh, right through my career, at least. Uh, you know, I started uh, my career in the same industry that you, uh, you know, started your business in. So, uh, you know, it's been really a, a learning for all of us. I'm sure all of the listeners as well. Thank you for teaching us how to leverage our strengths, take risks, take calculated risks, fail, but you know, sort of uh, get up and then uh, try something new again. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you, thank you, Ramesh. Thank you, Rishi. Bye. Give give my love to your son and daughter-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, they are in Dubai now. <laughs> okay, great, great. So, Ramesh, what a legend, Harsh Mariwala. I'm so glad you got to meet him all over again. You know, I, I'm given to understand you met him early on in your career. <laughs> When I see you talking less, I know that something has really captivated you, Rishi. It's difficult to keep you and radio hosts like you quiet on and, and off the mic. This was really interesting and and fabulous learnings uh, for all of us. Well, I, I can see your hell bent on me having longer legs by pulling them. <laughs> okay, guys, thank you for tuning in. Uh, make sure you keep listening to some great radio and podcasts. Please build that habit and come back next week for another super cool episode. Yes, minding my business, the CEO story shall be back with another captain of the industry who's been a path breaker. Remember, you can catch us on ninety four point three Radio One on FM Radio and on HD Smartcast in podcast form over all major streaming platforms. Forms. This is a Radio One production. So till next week, it's bye from me, Rishi K. And me, Ramesh Menon. This was a Radio One production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.